0: heavenly father god thank you for this day lord uh uh, we thank you for the sun but we also thank you god for the cloud cover that you bring and the coolness to the morning and father we just thank you for the seasons not only of our lives but uh, of the weather and god lord we just thank you this morning for jerry and for his leadership and pray that your holy spirit would uh inspire him and give him the words to speak father that uh, you would have us to hear today lord thank you for jerry and his family pray that you would bless jerry his entire family his business and all of the different ministries god that uh, he's involved in we ask this in jesus
1: name amen amen brother beerman Thanks, buddy. Yeah. And David, just to bring you up to speed, I uh, we're going through uh, my men's group's going through Storyform Life on Wednesday and Justin Wolfenberg's leading us. And I'm, I'm just giving on Monday some recaps. And this week is really interesting for me uh, because it's talking about the kingdom. And this is a really tough topic. Like the idea of a kingdom is really difficult for me. And I wonder how many how many of How many of you guys struggle, you know, with as as we live in a Western culture that we really don't understand the ancient ways of following or revering a king and my narrative in full transparency, I was talking to Dakota about this the other morning, my narrative is that kings are bad, uh, kings are greedy, they're oppressive, they're ruthless And I think about like modern day royalty, like the king and queen of England. And I don't mean any disrespect by this, but the narrative that I tell myself is they don't do much, right? They're just this elitist, spoiled, narcissistic um, group um, that just expect others to bow to them and serve them. And so when the Bible talks about a king, it's really hard. I struggle. So I, I really struggle with like, oh, it's great, you know, we get a we get a king, and I understand spiritually, as I was talking uh, to Rufus offline a minute ago about, and Rufus discipling me 30 years ago, I understand theologically the position of a king and royalty, but in full transparency, my narratives are just really strong, and it's really difficult, and um, Rufus reminded me, he's like, you know, our whole country was founded on you know, us rebelling from the king of England, and I understand the oppression piece to it, but like it's a that rebellious piece is a part of our DNA. So anyway, let me read uh, Zacharias, Zachariah, real quick, and and um, kind of get into Justin's teaching uh, with Storyform Life about um, the kingdom. And many of you guys are familiar with the scripture verse, but I'm I'm going to plow through it and then uh, unpack it a little bit, but. Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout and triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. I will remove the battle chariots from Israel and the war horses from Jerusalem. I will destroy all the weapons used in battle, and your king will bring peace to the nations. His realm will stretch from sea to sea. And from the Euphrates river to the ends of the earth on that day, the Lord, their God will rescue his people just as, excuse me, as a shepherd rescues his sheep, they will sparkle in his land, like jewel, like jewels in a crown, how wonderful and beautiful they will be. The young men will thrive on abundant grain and the young women will flourish with new on new wine. And so, um, you know as as we were unpacking that and i'm going to set, accelerate our conversation for time purposes but you know there's when you when you unpack that scripture they're describing a time where there's no war you know he says i will remove the battle chariots from israel and the war horses from jerusalem i will destroy all the weapons used in battle and your king will bring peace to the nations so it sounds like a description of heaven um, your king comes, and when it says rules C to C, what Justin unpacked with us is, you know, C to C is the kingdom. C to C seems to be describing the kingdom, and we're pieces of the story. This, is, this was really, I struggled with this as well, that I'm a piece of the story. I'm not the central theme. Um, that's how most most people read the Bible, myself included, is that you know what's in it for me, and I I read it with the perspective that you know I'm the central theme of the story, which is incredibly unhealthy. But the scripture also describes the king riding on a donkey, uh, but then talks about destroying weapons, etc. And you know you think about like in in tr- and Justin's really good about kind of pushing on our our belief systems. What do we think about, and why do we think that way, and what's God trying to say to us in this. And if you think of King Herod or Pontius Pilate, if you were like on the inner circle and you'd certainly know these scriptures, you know, were they thinking, you know, when, when, um, which I'll get into another scripture in a second, when like Jesus is coming into the town and announcing that, you know, he's the King and, you know, everything that I've watched on TV, I'm watching the, the series, the last kingdom, and it's incredibly violent um, where when a king is displaced, like, you know, everybody's killed, like it's, it's like, a, you know, they're, 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 um, they're destroying all the leadership in that kingdom as new king and his leadership are coming. So, you know, I have to believe, you know, Pontius Pilate and King Herod was, we thinking, gosh, this guy's nuts. And he's, and he's coming in on a donkey, but he's not coming in with swords. And anyway, it's just really, really, really challenging for me to, to comprehend and digest. Then we went on to a uh, uh, scripture that I'm going to read real quick in Mark 1:14 through 15. And it says, and again, you guys are familiar with this. Later on, John was arrested. Jesus went into Galilee where he preached God's good news. The time, uh, the time promised by God has come at last. He announced the kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. And again, a new king, which is creating tension and conflict. And how did the how did the the leaders and followers of other kings like Herod think about this? Like, you know, as somebody's announcing themselves that there's a new kingdom coming. And while it's the kingdom like the scripture reads, it's the kingdom of God. But as I mentioned, when kingdoms, you know, come and again, I'm seeing this on Netflix. It's like there's death, displacement from an existing king, you know. Um, that, that series watching, you know, the last kingdom is really fascinating. Um, and yet the, another piece, the main character is like the reverence that he has for the king, um, which again is really difficult for me to, uh, to comprehend in, you know, Western culture, um, the, the individualism, uh, which I'll get into in a second. The next scripture that, um, that you guys are familiar with that Justin had us read is Matthew 6, 9 through 10, 25 and, and 33, it says, this is how you should pray. Our father, again, very familiar verses, our father in heaven, hallowed be your, your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life for you will eat or drink or about your body. What you will wear is, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. So again, the Lord's prayer, not a religious thing, but a heart thing. And, um, you again, God will be King, um, and your will be done again. I I was brought up, you know, in the Catholic church. So we, I, I said that, um, prayer probably multiple times a day, just speaking it, but really not doing a deep dive on, um, you know, what, what, is being meant here. What, what is the Lord trying to tell me about this? And one of the things that Justin helped us unpack is not to worry, replace the word worry with seek his kingdom, that we should be, we should be pursuing. Um, where is he working? Rufus and I talk about this as well It's like, where do, where do you see the Lord working? Where are there already ripples of what he's doing and joining in? And then when you join in, then who's getting the glory? Um, And where's the pressure? Uh, Again, you know, um, Justin really challenged us like, you know, where do you see yourself and how do you perceive like the kingdom? Like you're trying to you, Jerry, you're trying to build the kingdom of God versus seeking. And Justin posed these questions to us. He said, how would your belief change if you started to view Jesus as a King, which again, talking about my struggle with looking at the reverence of a king. Um, but like leaning into that, you know, how would your belief change if you started to view Jesus as a king coming to restore his kingdom, um, instead of just viewing him as your personal savior. And when I say just, you know, I know that, that, that probably that word, you know, just your personal savior um, but when when it's when I look at it that from that perspective, then I'm the center of the story. Um, instead of spending my time interacting with Jesus as King, how how might how might this change your relationship? Instead of just viewing Jesus as your personal Savior, but instead leaning into and what I'm being challenged on this week is leaning into Jesus as the King, and He's coming to restore His kingdom. And what's the difference between seeking the kingdom and building or expanding the kingdom? And again, I feel conviction. I love Rick Meyer uses that word with me a lot. Um, What's the difference between seeking the kingdom um, versus building the kingdom or expanding the kingdom? And again, me, uh, a lot of times I put myself in the center of the story that I'm going to help. I'm going to help God build the kingdom. I'm going to, Um, Brad Ewing and I talked about this actually at lunch a couple of weeks ago, um, that I'm going to help expand the kingdom, um, versus, which is, which is again, very normal language for me, especially within the Christian community. I would say things, you know, Rufus, when we're having lunch, I'd say things like, you know, I want the Lord to, uh, use me to help build his kingdom, or I want the Lord to use me to help expand his kingdom. And that's not what God's calling me to do, but to seek the kingdom. And so, gosh, it's really, again, pushing on me. Justin said, you know, review your time in relationship and note where the kingdom is happening. You know, God's will be done. Um, So as you're reviewing your time in relationships where the kingdom is happening, again, seeking the kingdom, where are you spending time, Jerry, where you see the kingdom is happening and then joining in, seeking that. And Justin challenged us for this week. Um, some of the men are on this call. He said, you know, try to literally seek the kingdom this week. You know, do you see its place? Um, do you see it in places you didn't expect in your work? Um which, you know, almost everybody's about to start their day, except David Boos, who worked third shift last night. He's ending his day. But, you know, where do you see where can we seek the kingdom of God in our work? Where can we seek the kingdom of God in our neighborhood? Where can we seek um, the kingdom of God within our, our church community? And then, Justin, uh, two more questions that Justin posed to us is he said, how could be praying for the kingdom comes on, come on earth as it is, is in heaven change your prayer life? How could be praying for the kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven change your prayer life? And again, that, this idea of seeking the kingdom. Um, and the last question Justin posed, Rufus, was spend time experiencing Jesus as king and again, for me, circling back to the way that I started this, it's really difficult because of the ancient times, the reverence and the authority that a king had. and we don't have that, you know we don't have that model within the United States. We certainly don't look at political figures as that level of authority. So um, really leaning into what is, what, is the God, what is the Lord trying to teach us? About the reverence for a king, and how could we spend time um, experiencing Jesus as king? <clears throat> excuse me, experiencing Jesus and ki- as king, and seeking first the kingdom. So, Rufus, if you want to jump back on, I don't know if you have any quick questions or thoughts on that, but th- this is this is the story form life has been really um, challenging, really really challenging. Um, for me and pushing on my belief system and my, my thought process.
0: Well, it, it's interesting, Jerry, because I share a lot of your thoughts on, uh, because we talked about, we touched on this just even a little bit the other day about the difficulty we have when we read the old Testament, because it's, it's a different culture. It's Eastern culture versus vest versus, versus Western culture. And it's, thousands of years ago versus today and so we just we have a real hard time interpreting that and so like you with kings um, I just never thought of them as being loving and merciful and uh, all of those things but yet when we look at King Jesus just as he's the good shepherd Mm
1: -hmm.
0: he's the good king Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting because Crossroads did a a, a sermon, I think, or a series one time talking about the good King or the good father,
1: Mm -hmm. which is he? Mm -hmm.
0: Well, he's actually both. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing where you talk about your struggle. The thing I struggle with is looking at my God as my father to climb up into his lap and -hmm. call him Abba father. But on the other hand, have this unbelievable respect and reverence to to want to fall down and to take my hat off when I pray and just different things I was raised to do because, because he is this awesome God. He is this King. And there's this real dynamic tension that, you know, I try to put this together and I I struggle with that as well, my friend. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, the last piece that I'll mention, we were sitting in wild eggs last Wednesday and and Justin pushed on us. And I don't have enough time to push on us this morning, but he's like, what if what if the king, like the Lord, walked in this room right now? What would our response be? And you know, that like getting into that mindset is really that it's really hard. I mean, it is really, really difficult because we live in such an individualistic, you know, um, society and it's in it and it's in our DNA. It's so this rebellious, um, this rebellious you know, peace, this, um, you know, I'll lead myself type thing. Um, man, it's, it's, it's a challenge, but however, there's opportunity for, again, for us to, to, to lean into this and, and grow. So, um, I'm challenged this week to seek the kingdom, versus trying to build or expand the kingdom.
0: Yes. Amen. So, all
1: All right. right. Pray us us out. out. Well, you, I'll pray us out. All right. Jesus, thank you for this Monday. Thank you for Rufus and his friendship and his engagement. Um, And and his transparency as well is that, um, Lord, as we look at some of these older guys and gals uh, for their leadership, I appreciate their humility that they have uh, acknowledge that they have not yet arrived and they're still a work in progress and that we get to lean into uh, their wisdom discernment and understanding as well and um, just ask you to be with each of us today as we go on today and help us help me specifically lord help me help me seek your kingdom help me see where you are working and help me have courage to join in with you today god we love you amen thanks for your job
0: jerry